before the plane can take off, it first needs to be on the ground. Similarly, in order to truly step into everything that God has for our lives, we first need to be grounded, that is, in his word. It's never too late for a cup of coffee, a cup of coffee. You might be wondering why I'm singing about coffee. Well, it's because I just had a cup of coffee. And yes, it is 1057 at night. Anyways, welcome to the podcast. Super stoked to have you here. I'm Troy. This is the O Word Podcast, where we talk real truth for real life. Enough dilly-dallying. Let's get into it. Today, we're talking about being grounded. All right, we're talking about being grounded in our faith and what that means, why it's important, and what it looks like, right? So before we get started, I just want to thank all of you for being here. This is... It's been a long time coming. I've been wanting to do this for a while, and I'm finally doing it. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right? Thank you so much. I appreciate every single one of you. And if you're if you're listening to this on Tuesday, May 16th, you're an OG. You got that pass. You can say that you were here since the beginning. All right? I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you. All right. So we're going to start off by asking the question, what does it mean to be grounded, right? What does it mean? What, what does that word mean, being grounded, right? We're not talking about like ground coffee beans. I got to get coffee off my mind. Hold on. I got to speak in tongues to get the coffee up my mind. That's not getting put in the podcast. Anyways, Proverbs... 12 and verse 3 tells us that no one is established by wickedness, but the root of the righteous will never be moved. So hidden within this scripture in the Proverbs is the meaning of being grounded. This tells us what it means to be grounded. So it says the root of the righteous will never be moved. Hmm. Let's dig deeper. Picture a tree, a giant oak tree, about a hundred feet tall, about yay tall. I'm 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 using my hand to motion a gesture suggesting a very tall stature of a tree, which you can't see because this is an audio podcast. But seriously though, picture a tree, right? A a, a very tall tree. All right, so that tree it, it it gets swayed with the wind, it goes back and forth, you got little critters climbing up and down it, but it never falls. Why? Because it's rooted, it's deeply rooted in the soil in which it is sitting. And that's what it means to be grounded. Being grounded is us being so deeply rooted into the soil of God's word that we cannot physically be shaken. I should say spiritually. We cannot spiritually be shaken because our roots are so deep. And that's what it means to be grounded. And that's that's why it's important to, to take a, a step back and say, man, am I really grounding myself 
in the word of God? Is the word of God dwelling so richly within me that I can extinguish every flaming dart the devil shoots at me? Come on, am I really that deeply rooted? And a lot of times we love to think that we are, but in reality we're not because we're like a car that gets like one mile to the gallon and every single day we got to be filling that tank up, that spiritual tank because that we, we love to let our spiritual tanks run dry. And I can attest to that. And some of you guys are like, oh, I never let my tank run dry. I fill it up every day. And yeah, let's not make a habit of lying here on the podcast, guys. Come on. We're real here on this podcast. We all do it. We all slip up. We all procrastinate when it comes to studying, reading, praying. We're human. The root of the righteous will never be moved. And that's a promise. That's not like, oh, yeah, the righteous, yeah, they're kind of, they're pretty sturdy, but, you know, they, they, they can fall. Well, we can fall if we're not rooted. So it's important. Being grounded in the word, being so deeply rooted, right? It's so important. It's crucial, which is why I'm doing episode one of the podcast on this topic. What better topic to pick than being grounded? Let's go. All right, so we know what it means to be grounded. It means to be deeply rooted in the word, all right? Simple explanation. If somebody asks you what it means, deeply rooted in the word, that's your vocabulary for today's episode. So now we need to talk about why it's important. I mean, you can kind of get an idea from the explanation of what it is, but we're going to go deeper into, into what, what's the real importance behind this concept of being grounded. All right. So we're going to use another analogy because I love analogies, right? I'm just, I'm, I'm that guy. I'm sorry. I'm going to stop anyways. So picture an airplane. I'm going to have you picture a lot of things during this podcast. If you haven't already got the picture, an airplane, a big old Boeing 747 airliner sitting pretty on the runway, right? It's where is it? Oh, Oh, that, it's on the runway. It's on the ground, right? Before the plane can take off, it first needs to be on the ground. Similarly, in order to truly step into everything that God has for our lives, we first need to be grounded, that is, in his word. And so we're going to look at a scripture verse out of Ephesians uh, that tells us more of the importance of being grounded. So Paul, in this verse, says this, and I'm reading from verse uh, 14, Ephesians 4 and verse 14, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. So he's explaining the effect of not being rooted in the word. So when we are not rooted in the word, we are going to be rooted in the world. There's only one of two things that you can be rooted in at any given time, and that's the word or the world. And he's, he's proving it to us. He's saying, when we're not rooted in the word, we are like children tossed around by the waves of the sea. Imagine a child in the sea and there's a rip current coming, that child is most likely going to drown if they're sucked into that rip current. And Paul is likening 
us being rooted in the world and the world's values and the world's morals and the world's culture and the world's doctrine, he's likening that to being tossed around like a child in the sea. I mean, that's some pretty deep stuff if you think about it. He's not explaining it like, oh, yeah, you know, you, it's fine if you're not rooted in the word. You know, you, you'll be all right. No, he's saying you're going to drown. Okay, you're, gonna, you're most likely going to drown. You're going to die. If you're not rooted in the word, because the word is our source of spiritual food. Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Every word. And we have his word in our pockets, on our phones, in tons of different languages and translations. There's no excuse. Every day. There's millions and millions of terabytes of information being uploaded to the internet, and it's insane. And if we don't root ourselves in God's word, we are going to naturally float over to whatever other doctrine life throws at us. That's why Paul says, we are carried about by every wind of doctrine, like children. And when we are disconnected from God's word, we are like that child. Paul says, verse 14, we are, we are carried about by every wind of doctrine, like a leaf falling from a tree, blowing in whatever direction the wind has it going. That's us when we're rooted in the world. That's us when we say yes to worldly doctrine. When somebody comes up to us and says, hey, you know, you can't preach the word to me because that steps on my toes. That, that steps on my truth. And we say, I'm sorry, I'll stick to just keeping my truth to myself and then let you have your truth and I'm not going to intrude on your life. No, 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 no. Paul says that is, is you being tossed around like a ragdoll in the sea of the world and that grieves the Spirit of God. So we need to be truly on the lookout, on the spiritual alert, on high alert, red alert. When the, when the world throws these doctrines at us, when the world puts us in situations where we're, we have to make a choice whether we're going to stand out and stand up for the word of God, or we're going to cave in like a sinkhole, fight lies with the truth. And when we're not fighting lies with the truth, we're agreeing with the lies. If somebody comes up to you and, and tells you a blatant lie, let's say, oh yeah, we have a heavenly mother or you need to do works in order to be saved, or you need to uh, say certain prayers to certain saints in order to be forgiven, or you need to go into a confession booth with a so-called father and, and confess them your sins and they can free of your sins. When someone comes up to you with blatant lies like that and you don't give them scripture that proves them wrong, you're not acting out of love because you're saying, oh, in your heart, you're saying it's okay that they're believing a lie. I'd rather let them believe their happy little fairy tale lie than to actually give them the truth. And that, that doesn't please the Lord. The Lord sent Jesus so that every man and every woman on this planet can experience the truth of his word. And that's why we are here. That's why Jesus said to go into all the world and preach the good news to, to all of creation. We're called to it. So it's so, so important to be rooted in the word so that the world cannot throw us around like a sack of potatoes. Okay, we are to be oaks 
of righteousness, not sacks of potatoes of loosey-goosey, oh, I don't know if I believe this or not, or I don't want to disagree with this person because it's going to be awkward and it's going to, it's going to put a rock in our friendship and, oh, I might lose this relationship if I, if I speak up and say that what they're doing is not okay and what they're doing is a sin and I don't want to give them the gospel because I just bringing up the name of Jesus is weird and God doesn't like a loosey-goosey, wishy-washy Christian. And so this brings us to another question. What does being grounded look like, really, in the Christian life? What, what does it look like? How can, I, how can I make sure I'm grounding myself? All right, because, because oftentimes we confuse being in the pursuit of God with being grounded in God. And what do I mean by that? So you can look for God in the deepest, darkest, strangest places you can look for God in a new business venture. You can look for God in a new relationship. You can look for God in a new environment. You can look for God in a past friendship. You can look for God in the weirdest places, but that doesn't always mean he's going to be there. Right? So let me explain. Matthew 7, verses 24 through 27, Jesus said, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house. And guess what? It fell and great was the fall. So we have two sides. We have two, we have a contrast here. We have somebody who builds their house on the rock. That is the word of God. Their house is going to be strong. The winds can blow and the, and the rains can come and the floods can sweep through that, that area. But that house is going to stand because it was founded on a strong foundation. And so being grounded in the word of God is literally knowing the word of God so well that when life throws its challenges at you, you're not going to falter because you're going to say, hey, the world is telling me that I need to be fearful right now, but God says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The world is telling me that I should be anxious about what's going to happen next, but Jesus said, which one of you by being anxious can add a single hour to his life? See, the word of God, the word of God is our weapon. The word of God has every rebuttal, every response, everything we need to live our life. And when we truly start to read his scriptures, study it, and, and get in touch with his word, it will begin to change our hearts and make room for a new person to come in. The Bible says that every man who is in Christ is a new creation. And unless we're feeding that new creation with the word of God, we're going to slip back into our old self. And we don't want that. That's counterintuitive. Don't be like the man who built his house on the sand, on the doctrine of the world, on the, on the lies that the world feeds to us. And when, that, when the floods come, the hard times come, that house is going to be swept away because it was built on the sand. 
so as we go through our 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 daily life our work our home life our friends when we're out driving when we're at the store when we're grocery shopping we need to be founding ourselves we need to be founding our every action on the word of god because if we're not one wrong look one wrong thought can enter our brain one wrong thought process can come and and sweep us away with the doctrines of the world because we are so easily influenced people influence people right and so somebody can come up to you and have a conversation with you for five minutes you can go into that conversation a strong firm christian and you can leave that conversation a doubting believer See, the word of God is so important because the word of God is living and active and it's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword. So the premise here is to be so firmly rooted in the word of God, to live not by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God so that we will be strong and we will not fall when the challenges of life come our way. Be grounded in the word. Don't be grounded in the world. And so I think that about sums it up for episode one. Little bit of a shorter podcast. Not sure how long these things are going to go. Once we get a good flow going on, we'll be able to get, you know, an average time and whatnot. Continuity. Who knows? Maybe I'll do an hour long podcast. Maybe I'll do a five minute podcast. This is America. I can do what I want. I'm just kidding. Nobody knows which way the wind blows except Jesus. That is not a song. I made that up. I'm going to go to bed. Good night. Thank you for tuning in. And we'll see you next time on the O Word podcast. Peace. Peace.